Hey guys, my name's Adam. I'm the head coach at Copper State Fit. Our purpose is to educate, entertain, and inspire you to lead a fit and healthy lifestyle. We hope that by sharing our clients' stories and providing you with tools, tips, and information that you can apply, that you'll seize the opportunity by turning thought into action. Stick around till the end and we'll provide you with the next steps that you can take along with helpful links in the show notes. That said, thank you in advance for listening and enjoy the show. Here we are, guys. Another episode of the Copper State Fit Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Petropoulos, with my guest, Rachel, today. Rachel, welcome. Hey, Adam. How are you? It's going good. It's just another day in the life in Austin, Texas. Austin, Texas. What's the weather like there right now? We had rain today, but it's still in the 70s, so still walking around in shorts, uh, but uh, 98% humidity, so Ooh, my yeah. hair was standing on end today. Is that right? <laughs> We've got some rain here in Arizona today. Actually, it's been raining most of the day, which is crazy because I think it only rains like three days a year, so this is one of the three, <laughs> um, but let, let's uh, let's really just dig into kind of why you're here. Obviously, you were a, a client of Copper State Fit, still are, still working with uh, our coach, Dana. And I do have to say this, I've been in health and fitness for, gosh, I'm going to age myself here, but probably 21, 22 years. And CSF has operated this year will be our five-year anniversary. And I'm just super glad we could have you on because what you've been able to accomplish is impressive. Uh, in my years, 20 plus of working with people, I could probably count on two hands how many people have done what you've done, and we'll talk about that. So stay tuned, listeners, for this big reveal of what Rachel did. Uh, but with CSF, I think you're the first that, that did what you did. And so I just want to congratulate you and tell you how awe-inspiring it is and how impressed I was to just kind of, you know, not having been your coach, but still being there and seeing you and watching on the dashboard with updates popping up and like, wow, like this girl is making an amazing change. So congratulations. Yeah, thanks, Adam. Uh, it was kind of crazy just going through it myself. And I, I don't want to make you feel old, but you know, you've been in health and fitness almost as long as uh, the age I am, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Rachel. Yeah, yeah. All right, we won't talk about that anymore. We'll <laughs> tell me a little bit about yourself. Like, uh, tell me about your family dynamics, you know, where you're from, um, maybe a little bit about what you do, um, some recent life changes. You, you moved to Austin, right? New job. So let's start there. Yeah, so born and raised in Nebraska, always had a super close relationship with my family, uh, but went into tech in college, got super into robotics and computer engineering. And so what that ended up leading me to do is even though I love my Huskers, I love Nebraska, I moved to Austin, Texas about four years ago now. Um, and then, you know, worked at a company in a tech for a little bit of time, did a few different things, and then uh, was a team lead for a bit at this company. And then in the last two weeks, actually just moved to be a product owner at a robotics company in Austin, Texas. So had a couple different jobs here, had a few different roles and uh, really just leaning into this robotics and, and tech scene in Austin. That's incredible. Robotics. Well, I was, you know, 
with that, like, what is something about robotics? Like when, when I hear about it, I'm thinking like, you know, AI and, and, you know, crazy stuff like that. But tell me a little bit more about what you do. Yeah. So right now, um, as a product owner, my like job is to make sure that what the robots we're putting out uh, have a really awesome user experience. And right now what I'm working with are these cinema robots. And so it's really cool. These robots are cameras on the end of arms of uh, like robotic arms and we're mm. making it so people in cinema making movies making like advertisements for when you see like cereal dropping from the sky and you get like a camera oh, yeah. following it into a bowl and stuff we're making it easier for people to program those robots to get the perfect shot and get the perfect scene so That's really cool insane. we're gonna talk to a lot of cool people and work with really cool robots so wow Wow, that's super impressive. Um, so what's something about you, Rachel, maybe that people don't know? Oh, something that people don't know. Uh, really, I'm an open book if you ever talk to me and I yell about anything, just because <laughs> I think loud is a better volume than quiet, I think. <laughs> um, but because of that, everybody knows a lot about me. Uh, but really, I think the biggest thing is like, I'm competitive about anything. And wow. so that can be, you know, playing, uh, you know, having puzzles out as a family. I'm the one that's like, I'm going to get more pieces in the puzzle or yeah. uh, playing any kind of sports. Like if you challenge me and say, I bet you can't play this sport or do this thing. I'm like, uh, you know what? I'm going to try. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so the motiv way to motivate there. you is to, to like doubt you, I guess. Huh? Yeah. Exactly. The way to motivate me is to doubt me or challenge me to something, oh, which that's uh, impressive. yeah, which Dana did super well at with Copper State Fit because she was just like, all right, I'm going to challenge you to do this this week. And I was like, you know what? It's happening. <laughs> it's on. Game on, right? <laughs> that's great. Well, the big reveal, obviously uh, what you did that, like I said, I've seen just maybe a, a handful or more of times in my 20 plus years. And the first really with CSF is you, you crossed the century mark. You lost 100 plus pounds with CSF. What yeah. does that feel like? Descri describe uh, that. It's really crazy. So like now, even looking back and, and, you know, it didn't feel like a hundred pounds. It just like, felt like, oh man, I'm just like getting healthier, like eating things. And then suddenly like clothes were like definitely not fitting anymore. I was like, what's happening? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> hold on. And now I like, and it was just such like a, a, it was a gradual change. I mean, it seemed like a lot in a little bit of time if you're looking from the outside, but it felt like such a gradual change to me of just, wait, why are these clothes not fitting? And then now looking back, like, there's all these apps that show you, you know, three years ago today, you were, took yeah. this picture, like four years ago today, you took this pitch, picture. And then I see those pictures and I was like, hold on, is that me? Like, really? what? what, what, this is crazy. And I even talked to a friend recently and I've known them the last four years in Austin, Texas. And I sent them a picture and I was like, remember when I went to Hawaii like two years ago? And, and I sent him that picture and he just goes, I don't even remember you, you looking like that. 
<laughs> I was like, really? Like, uh-huh. it's only been a year that I've, yeah. you know, made this change. And he just said, like, I just don't even remember it anymore. <laughs> wow. That's incredible. You know, congratulations, because like I said, there's very few people that I know that have done that. And even having coached, you know, thousands of people over the years um, and, you know, being the owner of, of Copper State Fit and knowing what our program is, and what we put together. I'm still in awe. I'm like, wow, you know, this is, this is incredible. And I, I know it works, but at the same time, I'm like, wow, you know, look what can happen when someone just applies it, you know, and, and runs with it. So it's fantastic. Um, how many times did you try to lose weight before? And was this something that you struggled with for most of your life? Or was this something that came on quickly and then became an issue? Oh man, uh, weight has been an issue my whole life. Um, I actually went back and looked, uh, it was over Christmas. Uh, my mom pulled out a baby book that she had recorded my weights up to, I think 13 or 14 years old. And I looked at the line and I looked and I was like 13. I was heavier at 13 than I am now. And I am at a comfortable weight. So I was, and and I was about the same height, but just looking at that number and being like, hold on, what? (laughs) So yeah, weight has been an issue my whole life, Um, even active in sports. So I grew up in a small town. I was doing sports year round. It was volleyball, basketball, uh, track and field, and then softball and golf and you know, I was always active, always doing stuff and weight was even, and I was overweight then, um, got into college, got to be a little less active because college you're having to, you know, sit down, study a bit more. You have to be more intentional about getting in workouts because you're not in a structured sport. So started yeah. gaining a little weight then again in college, slowly gaining, mm-hmm. slowly gaining, and then after college, you know, entering into the workforce, being an adult, um, it just kept that that same cycle of, well, a little less workouts, a little less active, still doing a little bit, but then just slowly, slowly building that weight. Um, and, you know, through that whole time, there were uh, several, several times that I tried to lose weight. Um, in high school, I lost about 20 pounds doing like Weight Watchers. And then that came all back on in college, a few times in college, tried to get back in the wagon of like Weight Watchers. And um, I think I tried uh, the like Atkins diet for a little bit, Um, had like no accountability, would do it for like a month or two, lose a little bit of weight. And then, you know, it was time to go drink beer with friends or, you know, something would always happen or I'd have a final come up and just totally fell off. And then. Um, you know, as an adult, it just felt like I couldn't make the habit changes to get the intentional workouts in my life because being an adult was hard. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. (laughs) And not only being an adult, but I think, you know, some of the things too, like at your age, having been in college myself and knowing the social scene and, you know, I, I think, a lot of people might assume like, oh, it's, you know, we work with a lot of clients that are, that are a little older and, and they've got families and they've got kids and there are struggles that come with that. And they, I think, look back and like, oh, you know, 
there's these people on your site and they're young and, 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 you know, I'm older and they just have it easier, but I almost think, gosh, it's probably even harder. Right. So I want to know one of the questions I wanted to ask for sure was how did you keep that balance with your social life and this weight loss journey? Yeah, it was, it was hard at first. So, you know, um, you, you mentioned at my age, so I'm, you know, 26, uh, was, I guess, 25 when I started with the CSF. Um, but one of the, the hard things was just, like you said, the social life, right? You know, as a single young person in a young city where there is music, food, great alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Austin, is, you're in the hub. Yeah. There's so much to do. And I am an extrovert. I have plenty of people that I would just like be like, let's go out to the bars this weekend or let's go do this like cool uh, worst fest or beer festival and things like that. Um, and so, you know, every weekend, multiple times a weekend, there was some opportunity to eat in excess or drink in excess or yeah. both. <laughs> yeah. Uh, especially with the floating culture down here in Austin, where it's uh, what you spend the whole day floating in a tube, drinking beer. And then after you get done, you go like eat barbecue. <laughs> right. Right. Um, so it like at first, especially when I was talking to Dana, it was just like, well, I can't do this anymore. Right. And she was like, no, we just have to plan for it and be smart. And I was like, hold on, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah. And so really what it, it came down to was like Dana and I would make sure we would talk every week. Uh, usually there was something of like, I know I'm going to go to the bars this weekend. Let's plan for it. And so it was a lot of coaching at first from Dana and, and my coach to just be like, all right, let's plan some of the meals we're going to have that day because we know in the evening we're going to strategize and we know we're going to drink a little bit more. Um, and so like once I had that coaching those few weekends afterwards, it became easy. I knew what I could do in the mornings and I knew how to be intentional about what I was putting in my body. And, uh, yeah, it, I think that like something I said, that you it's just, coaching. <laughs> yeah. Well, something you touched on too, was it wasn't, you weren't told don't do those things, right? Like it was, all right, we probably have to have a little bit of a boundary here. Right. But it, it can't be a free fall, but we could still do those things. And, get through and it was just more it sounds like uh creating kind of a strategy and and just having the coach having dana there to help you through that so that's awesome well, what it, i'm sure a lot of people have recognized and seen the change i mean what do they ask you about what you did and what do you tell them and what's their response yeah so um i'm trying to think because some people you know they just do like wow you look so good. And then they just kind of leave it at that because they're like, well, it must've been intentional. Right. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I, I did the, the weirdest response I got was someone actually noticing and then asking, was this intentional or not? And I was just oh, like, wow. Oh no. <laughs> I was like, what do you think? Cause they hadn't seen me. It was right at the beginning or like a couple months into the, the pandemic. And so I was sitting there, I was like, do they think I got COVID and then just like wasted away. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's the weirdest response. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a lot of times it's just a lot of 
especially along the way, um, because about, I would say probably about 40 pounds in, um, was around new year's, uh, of this okay. last year. So 20, 20. New Year's 20, yeah. non-pandemic New Year's, right, right. we'll say that. <laughs> and that before was about, everything changed. <laughs> yeah, so that was about 40 pounds in, and that's when I think most of the people that I regularly hang out with, it started clicking, that they were like, hold on, you something's different here. Um, and it was a lot of times like, you look so good. It must be, you know, is it the clothes? Like, what is it? I was like, well, no, I've lost about 40 pounds and I wasn't, I wasn't trying to hide it in any way. Um, Mm -hmm. which I think is a big thing that people need to do is just acknowledge the fact that this is a change that they're making. Um, say that again, say that again. (laughs) I think people should always acknowledge they're making a change in their life because that change helps validate to yourself what you're doing and helps like give yourself a little bit more accountability and proud, makes you proud of what you're doing and the changes Mm -hmm. you're making. Mm -hmm. Uh, And sometimes it's just saying it out loud instead of like keeping it in this little box inside of you. (laughs) I love that because Um, there's so many clients I've worked with over the years that, uh, that won't tell their family, friends, and for fear of judgment, um, it's probably not the first time they've tried, so they haven't had success in the past, and they're like, well, you know, I don't want to tell them because I've failed before, and they're probably like, yeah, right, you know, so I love what you just said. There's a huge, huge nugget of of confidence and information that will, like like you said, just own it. Just, hey, here's, it's me, and guess what? We're all going to fall flat on our face a few times through the process, right? <laughs> yeah, and I think the biggest thing too that that made me like proud and like wanna like validate that to myself and just tell people was the fact that I wasn't just doing a, a like fad diet or something like that, right, <laughs> you know? Right. I wasn't just like, oh yeah, I like doing the new keto diet or like something like that, or like I'm doing like Jenny Craig or something. I don't know. Uh, And and the fact that it was just like, no, I'm not doing anything special. I'm just talking to a nutritionist and being active and they're helping me with training programs. Uh, So things that like, like regular normal people would do, right. (laughs) I'm just learning how to do it. (laughs) And and creating a you know, it's cliche, but like a lifestyle where this is part of life now, part of Rachel's routine, right? And I think yeah. with routine, I, I love uh, Tony Robbins, the motivational speaker says something that I love and he's like, success leaves clues. And so like, I want to really learn from you some of those clues or, or uh, have you reveal some of those things. Like first and foremost, I'm a b- big believer in a morning routine like, you know, wake up at a certain time, I read in the morning, um, you know, I call it meditate, but I just kind of like will sit with no devices, et cetera, et cetera, and just kind of like think about things. But what what's your morning routine? I, I want you to tell everybody it, the secret of your morning routine. Pre-pandemic or post-pandemic? Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, how, about, how about both? <laughs> Yeah, so uh, pandemic brought a lot of change in the life. I want, I'm trying to go back to my pre-pandemic routine, which was where a lot of my success came in. So I lost, uh, pre-pandemic setting in was when I had lost, uh, 
probably the majority of my weight. I think I was like 60 or 70 pounds by the time the it's gone by the time yeah. we got into the craziness. Um, and really it, it took a month or two to get into the routine, but it was, I would <laughs> go to bed in my workout clothes. <laughs> there you go. Love it. I would go to bed in my workout clothes so that and have my bag packed uh, to shower and everything. And I would get up in the morning at five, five thirty, roll right into the gym, <laughs> get my workout in. Uh, the gym was at my work. So I got my workout in wow. shower, got ready for work, went up to my desk before anyone else was there. And that was like a key for me it was like, I had that morning gym time. It woke me up because I was doing something, I was being active. I didn't need the coffee at that point. And then once mm -hmm. I got to my desk, I just had my quiet time where I just sat at my desk and before anybody else was at work, was able to sip on coffee, have a little bit of yogurt and just like prepare for the day. Yeah. <laughs> and so for me, it's not like any crazy routine. It was just that having that routine of like, do your workout. And then have that quiet time at your desk where you're like feeling good about yourself because you did that workout. You're woken yeah. up between the coffee and the workout. And then you're just ready to just prepare for the day before someone's like nagging in your ear and saying like, I yeah, need I this, think, I need this. <laughs> yeah, I think that's great. I mean, one, went to bed in your workout clothes. <laughs> say, that's awesome. Two, got your workout done in the morning. Now people always ask, oh, is it better to work out in the morning or the evening? And you know what? Uh, from a physiological standpoint, really doesn't make a difference. But I will say this, I myself has always, have always been somebody to work out in the morning because of exactly what you just said. Like after a certain time of the day, the day is no longer yours. Everyone else is demanding things from you, needing things from you. By the time you get to the end of it, you're like, all right, I'm clocking out, work's done. And you're like, Ugh finish right like I could not ever see myself doing it some can empower to them but I just couldn't do it so it's interesting to hear you kind of found that routine as well um what is kind of your weekly routine look like I mean like your let's talk about like workout and maybe like meal prep or things like that yeah so I mean it's it's kind of been a little different but for the most part, my weekly routine just involves at some point uh, on a Sunday evening or on a Saturday going and thinking, all right, this is the food that I'm going to like have for lunch this week and doing that grocery store trip so I can just do some kind of meal prep. And really, it's just about the lunches that mm. are really the only thing I super plan mm. ahead is that lunch, that middle of the day time for that Monday through Friday that it's hard sometimes to squeeze in like making the perfect meal. So as long as I make sure that I on Sunday do some kind of meal prep, so I'm prepared for that. Even if I only have 15 minutes, I have something good to eat yeah. <laughs> type of space. Um, what would and you then, say like, do you have any examples of those meals? We, I, I'd love to have you kind of reveal what those are. Uh, <laughs> the secrets away here. Come on, oh no. Oh man. So I guess some of my favorite like go-to <laughs> meal prep things. Oh man, you're probably gonna say that I'm not doing this right now, <laughs> but I really enjoy, I'll, I'll do like, I call it an egg roll bowl and it's like yeah. ground chicken and like uh, with some kind of like stir fry kind of spice in it. And then, yeah. you know, shredded like broccoli slaw and a bunch of like stir fry veggies and yeah. stuff like that. So like anything you'd have in the egg roll, 
but except the wonton. <laughs> That's awesome. And it's in a bowl, right? You can yeah, exactly. It. It's in a roll bowl. It can be packed anywhere. Um, I, <laughs> I really like, I made a lot of this buffalo chicken, uh, like soup. It was like a buffalo chicken, like creamy soup where, and I'm in Texas. I'm not really eating hot stuff isn't the best <laughs> sometimes, but I work inside. It's fine. Uh, mm-hmm. But a lot of buffalo chicken stuff. And then um, one of my favorite things to make was honestly, I would just do whatever kind of just spicy, spicy stir fry. Like it didn't matter what it was. I just love like garlic and chili flavors. So as long as it just like made my nose burn yeah. a little bit when I was eating it, <laughs> I was up those sinuses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's great, man. Uh, what about like workout routine? Was there anything specific like about the workouts you did? Listen, I remember, you know, I try to follow on social media all of our members, because I like to peek in on their life. And sometimes I see the good and the bad and the ugly, right? But I will say, I remember one time, right around, you know, beginning of COVID-19 pandemic, when, you know, lockdowns were happening, I'm like, this girl is doing sandbag workout routines on like her back deck or like patio or something. I'm like, man, look at her go. So was there anything like secret or like this major thing or was it just the, the, the raw consistency of you just come rain or shine or hell or high water or COVID-19, you just you stick into it? I mean, I, part of it was a little bit of like, I don't, I don't want to say narcissism, but there was maybe a little bit of narcissism in there. <laughs> Like I had worked really hard for this like strong body. I really enjoyed doing the strength training that I was doing, the programs that I had that um, Dana provided me. And so then I sat there and was like, I don't have a gym anymore, but I want to keep getting these like killer back muscles and these killer quads. So how am I going to do that? Um, And so then I just like went out and bought like a sandbag and was like, all right, I guess I'm going to throw some heavy weight around in a different way. (laughs) So so yeah, it was a little bit of that, like narcissism of like, I want to keep getting these killer quads and these like awesome back muscles and arm muscles, but a little bit of just like, man, I enjoyed the strength training that I was doing. And it was one of those things that I wasn't able to do it in the morning because it was dark and I wasn't going to go outside. (laughs) Um, but having that escape at the end of the day to say like, all right, I'm shutting my laptop and I'm going to get out today's like stress and work frustrations out on this heavy bag that I'm just throwing around. That's so, so cool. And I think it's a testament to kind of your resilience. And, and like you said, at the beginning of the, the episode here of your competitiveness, it's like, okay, everything's on lockdown but Rachel's not going to let that stop her. So she gets the sandbag and goes to work. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I was working up towards trying to beat my friends in arm wrestling when getting a little tipsy, but we're we're, we're still working at it, but. (laughs) Right on, love it. What, uh, since starting your health fitness journey, what new belief, behavior, or habit would you say has made the biggest impact? That's a tough question. Um, New belief behavior. I mean, this is going to sound super cheesy, (laughs) but 
just actually having the belief in myself that I can actually change the habits and not Mm. just, I mean, everybody has in their family, like some kind of addiction or some kind of like pattern that you just see in your family. And I think for a lot of people in the Midwest, you just look around and it's like, yeah, we're all just a little overweight or we're all just eat that extra slice of cake. And it's just, we're just a bigger family kind of thing. Um, and that's just kind of how it is. Um, and this like really helps me believe like, no, I don't have to be stuck in this rut of this is just how we are. We're just a bigger, we just have big bones and you know, these are the habits that we're going to have. Nope. (laughs) I I just thought I was cemented into that. And really the belief I now have this belief in myself that like, if I want to make a change, I can, and Mm. it may take some time, but I actually can do that. (laughs) Absolutely. You, your hands are on the wheel and you get to drive it where you want to go. Right. And that's a good one. I like that. That's a good response to that one. Um, How about this? We're not like a hundred pound journey. I mean, there's gotta be some times where you, you slip, you fall off the tracks for a little bit. And what were maybe some examples? Can you recall during that time, some slips, some apparent failures, or maybe things that you thought in your mind were failures that maybe one were more learning experiences than failures that you took with you. And what things did you take away from it? Or maybe what advice did your coach give through that process? Do you remember any? Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest one that I uh, felt kind of the, the failure at was really early on. Um, I just wasn't, I was so uncomfortable getting into the gym because I just felt like everybody was judging me. No one cares. Yeah. We've all been in the gym unless you're like yelling as extremely loudly as you're doing a bench press, no one cares what you're doing. But I just had this big mental block and just wasn't going into the gym, which I now really love and miss. Right. But I wasn't going in and I was just beating myself up and just failing at like this other part of this journey that I wanted to be on this getting healthy that I wanted to do and feel comfortable in my body. I wasn't going into the gym and it was a lot of just this mental block in my mind. And, you know, at some point my coach just kind of called me out on it. She was like, I want you to like, get into the gym more. Like what's stopping you. And I was just like, uh, what if, Oh no. And then I realized I didn't have a good excuse. (laughs) I did not have a good excuse when she said, what's stopping you. Uh (laughs) The only excuse I had was like, what if people are judging me? But if this was yeah. something that I really wanted, why should that be stopping me? <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so th- there was that, you know, early on. And then after that, I like, after she asked me what was stopping me, I was like, you know, nothing. And I went more and more to the gym and then realized like, oh, I actually love this. Um, and then was consistent. And then I think honestly, my second time that I really felt like a big failure in my mind uh, was actually right after I decided talked to my coach and decided I wanted to maintain my weight. Uh, And then I think in the few weeks after that, I decided to maintain my weight. um, 
I had had like a party weekend, you know, with my little bubble of COVID friends and had like gained a few pounds. Like it was maybe like two or three. Right. Mm. And so to me, that was just this big, like, no, you told yourself you were going to maintain and now you're gaining weight. It's just exactly like everything else, you know, you've done in your life. Every other time you tried to lose weight, you lost it. And now you're going to gain it all back. Um, and I talked to Dana and she was just like, hold on, you know what you did wrong. <laughs> you like, you know, you went in excess on this thing. That's not wrong. You had a good weekend. What are we going to do this week? And when she asked me what I was going to do this week, I already had like a strategy. I knew exactly like I had my meals prepped yeah. for the week. I had my yeah. workouts already mm. planned. And when she had already, she had asked, what are you going to do this week? I had already had that planned and I realized like, oh, it's okay. I know I've made this lifestyle change and I know that I'm not just letting it all go and it's not going to be just back to a year ago, Rachel. Um, So again, had that failure and really it was just, honestly, Dana just was wonderful at like making me reflect (laughs) all of these times and just like, asking and challenging me to be like, all right, what are you going to do about it? <laughs> and the fact that you already knew the answer, right? You've been through <laughs> yeah. this and created the lifestyle to the point where it's like, okay, you know, anyone looking from the outside in, like, you just had a fun weekend, like no big deal, but you were so much beating yourself up over it. But internally, the reality was you already knew, like, it wasn't that big of a deal. I've already got my plan for the week, my workouts, my meals, et cetera, et cetera. What a really good example. Can you recall um, any bad suggestions or past advice before you started this journey that you were given about nutrition or exercise or losing weight that kind of stuck with you? And and then maybe you had an aha moment where you're like, "Uh, yeah, that's definitely not the case that you were able to let go of it. I mean, I don't know if I was ever given bad advice, but it was mostly just because I, uh, I think our society makes weight and nutrition and food such a taboo topic half the time, or it's just this like, especially for people that have always struggled with weight, uh, you don't talk about it because it's that same thing you were talking about before, where if you talk about it, people will be like, ah, oh, yeah, right. Or like, if you eat a healthy food and you're overweight, you know, you're thinking in your head, oh yeah, someone's probably looking at me and thinking like, oh, well, you didn't get to that weight you are now by eating that healthy food kind of thing. Um, and so I never really asked for advice or anything like that for, for that fear of judgment. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so I never really got any bad advice. Cause I just kept it all inside. <laughs> mm. I was just like, well, I'm going to figure this out on my own or, mm. you know, tried with a program like Weight Watchers where, I mean, it's fine. You do the calorie limitations, but they're, you're not necessarily putting the right, I guess that could be my bad thing. Things like Weight Watchers, where it's more of this kind of almost calorie, like they try to encourage you to eat the right foods by making them zero points, but there's no, uh, 
there's nothing that kind of makes you stick to putting the right nutrients in your body, right? Yeah, absolutely. Putting the right balance of nutrients in your body. You could fill your whole day with carbs if you wanted. (laughs) Sure, sure. And I think, you know, from a weight loss perspective, you know, that works. I mean, you can eat a calorie is a calorie. And if you eat less, you're going to lose. But you and I both know this is not just about that number on the scale. It's about having more energy and feeling better and being healthy. So having a good balance of protein, carbs, fats, and not just the macronutrients, but the micronutrients and vitamins and fruits and veggies. So I love that you, you, you pointed that out. Um, is, you don't get killer quads only eating carbs. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, yeah, I remember, I think it was that post you did with the sandbag and I saw those quads. And I was like, holy shit, Rachel, you got some quads, man. So um, is there, speaking of food, is there any like go-to that you're, or should I say maybe like non-negotiable that you're like, yes, this is something I had to make sure I had through the whole process. <laughs> oh man. So I found my go-to thing that I incorporated was I love desserts. I love sweets. I will like till the day I die, I want sweets, (laughs) but I found a good way to work that in. Um, And it is my go-to if I want a sweet thing now thing to make. I found a recipe for a protein mug brownie. And so like a little protein mug cake and it's mostly protein powder. Um, And then you get a little bit of like egg whites and a little bit of like almond milk or skim milk, however you want to do it. Um, And then a little bit of cocoa powder and it's got protein. It's like low on carbs and fats. And then sometimes I put a little dollop of peanut butter or almond butter in there and then just microwave (laughs) that for a minute. And that is Oh man, I can sit on the couch and watch like Bob's Burgers or TV, you know, so yeah. watch something on TV while like snuggled up with this chocolate cake. And it's like, I'm not eating healthy, right? And it's actually really good. <laughs> That's fantastic. So it's a chocolate mug cake with protein powder, egg whites, a uh, little almond milk and some peanut butter. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And then like a, you can put like a tiny bit of like coconut flour in there if you want to like get a really good consistency. But yeah, it like I found it online early on in this whole process and I was like, this is it. I need this. <laughs> That's money. That is money. That's awesome. What, uh, as we kind of like start on the downhill part of, of the podcast here, what advice would you give to somebody that's just fresh or starting this journey out? Maybe somebody that just signed up for CSF last week, what would you say to them? Man, um, I think the biggest thing that I would say to them is, uh, talk about it. like you're gonna have your your weekly calls with your coach and that's awesome but find a a friend or two to just talk about it with um because like I, I said to you earlier the the validation that you get with yourself of talking about the progress you're making with someone and you know if it's a if it's a friend you trust 
they'll like see those changes. And I've had friends just be excited. like, okay, let's go shopping. Like that they've like pointed out that doesn't, they know. So they're like, that doesn't fit you anymore. Let's go get something new. And like that validation, that support, um, from the coach and the accountability from the coach is great, but that support from a friend and just that constant validation to yourself that like, I'm making this change and like these people in my life are going to be along for the ride with me on this change. So having them there in the, in the bandwagon with you is awesome. (laughs) So essentially if you're putting it in my own words of what you said, I'm I'm taking it, you're advising when you're starting the journey to include others, like bring them. Yes. Yes. Include others, bring them in your circle. Yeah. What would you, um, what would you what what would you say to somebody who's on the outside looking in? Maybe they're that person that's thinking about pulling the trigger and starting with CSF, but is like ah, wait, waiting, you know, on the edge for whatever reason. What would you tell them? I mean, really, if the reason you're scared or the reason you're on the edge is because you're worried that it's not gonna work. Yeah, don't be on the edge anymore. J- jump in, <laughs> jump in. Because the I think the biggest thing is this is a mindset change, and it's hard to go through that mindset change. But being scared of it is gonna just cement you into this mindset and these habits that are just gonna keep being a disservice to you. Once you start making that change, that mindset, that habit change, you're going to find you're a lot less scared to do a lot more (laughs) things because you just don't have that, uh, I think, internal voice anymore of like, I can't do this thing because you've just made a huge change in your life. (laughs) So like, why can't you do X other thing, apply for a different job, you know, wear the the bikini again kind of thing (laughs) oh my gosh rachel that's awesome i I mean everything you're saying right now like uh i I was actually interviewed a week or so ago and it they were asking like why do i do or how did i get into this And, and really it was impact was the one word but it wasn't the impact that i see like okay yes, you've lost hundred pounds. That is incredible. But as we've talked about here through this whole podcast today, it's not about that number. Everything that you just said right now, the impact of you gain this confidence, you become a better employee, a better sister, brother, you know, spouse, uh, parent. Like I see, I witness these people go through these transformations and literally their lives change around them. The whole bubble of their world around them changes for the better. And I think it's a lot of what you said. It's that mental part. And this is, it's hard. It's real hard. But the interesting thing is, I don't feel like we've talked a lot about like X's and O's of nutrition or eat this, don't eat that, right? It's more of like just setting up a routine, a structure, being confident, understanding that you're going to have some slips and some failures but what you just said, gosh, couldn't have hit the nail on the head better about like, yeah, if you're worried about if it works, go ahead and start it because you just have to get in this mental mindset with yourself. Really, it's a battle with yourself, right? That's it. So 
that's what it's been my whole life since like what I said, since 13 years old, it's just been a battle with myself of, you know, not being comfortable with my body. And, you know, for a little bit of time, maybe I had that little bit of confidence, but just never got into that mental mindset change because it was always so focused on being negative about my body. And like, I can't do this. I can't break out of these habits. I'm just made, this is just how I am. This is what it's going to be. Um, and then, you know, starting this, having that weekly call every week where someone was pushing me to, to make that habit change, to make that mindset shift. And then continually for a year or more, it's probably been a year and a half now, having that weekly call where I'm talking to myself, but also talking to my coach about making this mindset shift. And now that I've, you know, made it over the last year, it's just, man, like you said, making changes at work, making changes in my life, just having all of this confidence that I never had before. And it, I think it goes back to what I said, like at the top of the hour of like, man, I believe in myself to make change now. And I never did before. Wow. And, and so what would you, Rachel today, new Rachel, say to old Rachel, if you could have a conversation with her right now? Oh, man. I mean, you can do it basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's mostly just that like, quit being hard on yourself and keep going. Even if you have a failure, uh, because I think that was a lot of what this was, was having someone keep me accountable through the failures and keep supporting mm -hmm. me and yeah. Just keep going progress. and find that <laughs> progress is not a straight line. Let me tell progress, you that. Progress, <laughs> not perfection, right? Yeah. 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 For sure. yeah. Take that first step. Well, what's on your radar right now? What are some of the goals, whether they be fitness goals, life goals, what are some of the things that you have on your radar that you're working towards? Yeah. So in this next year, like I just uh, mentioned at the, the top of this, I just started a, in a new job. So really just going to be in this new job, progress, not perfection, yeah. <laughs> really going to try and grow. Um, it's at a smaller company where they haven't had someone uh, doing this specific role before and dedicated to it. So really finding my space in this new company and playing with awesome robotic robots, um, and then I guess in the rest of life, I think the biggest thing is, you know, uh, normal, there is going to continue to be a new normal with uh, everything that has changed with the pandemic. And so yeah. it's finding that new stage of that new normal with this new job. So for me, it's how do I keep figuring out and keep having my healthy habits uh, in this new space, in this new job? and uh, continuing to uh, have my sandbag workouts and my cardio workouts. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Well, I wish you the best in those. Uh, I've got a couple more questions for you that uh, might just literally go over the head of some of our listeners. But if I don't ask my son, my 12 year old son, Austin would be like, what? You didn't ask her. So call of duty war zone. Um, I got to know what's your go-to loadout, Rachel. All right. What perks are you running? What loadout are you using? 
What's your, what's your main gun? What's your secondary? <laughs> oh my gosh, man. I, so let me just say first, Call of Duty Warzone has been a lifesaver for the pandemic and all the social isolation. So if anybody still, you know, if anybody has a PC, you got a console, this is my shout out, go play some Warzone with your buddies. It'll, <laughs> it's free. Yeah. But all right. So, you know, I, Call of Duty Warzone, go-to gun is still the M4A1. So yeah. I come out hot. <laughs> I come out hot. Secondary, you know, I don't go with the perk. I used to go for the perk. Uh, is it overkill where you get two different guns? Yep, yep. I used to go with overkill, but now I just have like an RPG for that second one. Maybe like you rolling it. ghost then now. <laughs> but you... yeah, so now I got ghost. Uh, yeah, so go. nobody can see me on their heartbeat sensors. Right, yeah. Right. So <laughs> yeah, definitely just going for like silent but deadly kind of yeah. in a in war zone just to like stay it. under everybody's well, radar and then like pop out of there and uh, do some damage. So kind of like I guess maybe kind of how my how some of my like not as close friends thought this like weight loss thing did for me <laughs> if they didn't see me for a while like yeah. I was kind of rolling silent but deadly and then pop up yep. on Instagram with like 50 pounds gone and just like hey look at me now. That's <laughs> look right. At these guns. That's right. <laughs> Oh, wow. No. <laughs> love it, man. Uh, my son's going to love to hear it too, because I'm always telling him the M4 is like, my dude, they, they nerfed this gun, they nerfed that, everything gets nerfed. They Consistent. The M4, man, they never touch it, you know? So Consistent. Get a thermal scope on it, so then you can see everybody. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> love it. Um, are there any questions that you have for me, Rachel? I mean... I'm just happy to be in your like hall of fame. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. Do I get to stay in the hall of fame? That's my question for you. <laughs> That's right. Yes, absolutely. Why not? Right. It's heck. I mean, like I said, I think you've accomplished something that nobody else has. So you're definitely going to have a Jersey hung up in the rafters and <laughs> get to roll off in the sunset. So yeah. <laughs> Appreciate everything uh, that you've done to put in the effort and the work because I know it's hard. And more importantly, I'm super proud of you. Um, when we did share your transformation on our website and we sent out the email, uh, your mom actually emailed me back and uh, just told me how proud she was of you and everything. So I just wanted to let you know that. Uh, yeah, everyone was rooting for you and you did an awesome job. Thank you for your time today, Rachel. And that's a wrap. All right. <laughs> hey guys, this is Adam, head coach at Copper State Fit. If you felt inspired by the show you just heard and feel like taking it a bit further, we'd like to help. For those of you looking to take baby steps, download our free My Fitness Pal tutorial and macro cheat sheet. Link can be found in the show notes. And for those of you that want to take a little more than a baby step, schedule a free phone consultation with us. We'll answer all your questions and provide you with personalized information. No strings attached, no obligation to buy. But if you do, we'll throw in a bonus. Mention Podcast 49 in your consult notes and we'll take $49 off your first month. The only wrong decision is indecision, so pick what's right for you. Thanks again for listening. I look forward to speaking with you.